Hi guys, this is Hippie Mama. I hope you're all doing well. I sure am. It is Thursday morning, beautiful, beautiful outside. And today is our poetry reading day. I thought I would just feature Emily Dickinson since she is my favorite poet. And for the last, I guess, couple of poetry readings, I've just kind of done um, people that I don't know. Um, and um, so, yes, I'm going to read some of hers. Now, I do believe I probably read this one poem of hers on my first poetry reading, but because I love this particular poem so much, I gotta reread it again. And it's called, I Heard a Fly Buzz When I Died. I heard a fly buzz when I died. The stillness in the room was like the stillness in the air between the heaves of storm. The eyes around had wrung them dry and breaths were gathering firm for the last onset when the king be witnessed in the room. I willed my keepsakes, signed away what portion of me be, assignable, and then it was there interposed with blue and certain stumbling buzz between the light and me, and then the windows filled, and then I could not see to see. Now, obviously, poetry has its own meaning for each person, uh, but this definitely was a poem about death. <laughs> um, and sometimes I wonder, was it a poem about her death? Um, or just that she was there in the midst of, you know, maybe a, a wake or a funeral and uh, the eyes wrung dry, everybody was crying. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know um, what that probably entailed. But nonetheless, it is one of my favorite poems. <laughs> the next one that I'm going to read is called Hope is the Thing with Feathers. And this reads, Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard, and sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird that kept so many warm. I've heard it in the chilliest land and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity it asked a crumb of me. Now, this one, it seems like she's feeding a little bird that was hungry, <laughs> that um, uh, needed food. Maybe it was during the winter time, and it seems like it maybe came up to her, or maybe it allowed her to come up to her. Um, I don't know. That one's interesting. I tell you, you know, they always talk about if there was one person living or dead that you would like to have a conversation with. Now, obviously, Jesus 
I have a conversation with him every day. Um, but, you know, let's just say um, human, or maybe not human. Some people may want to talk to aliens. Um, this would be my person. I would want to have had a conversation with her to really see um, what was her thought. I mean, it definitely, there are um, things of, of like just depression, it sounds like, within her. That um, she was a very, um, I guess, uh, trapped poet in this century that she was um, here. But I don't know. Again, she would be my one person that if that was possible and it wasn't like, you know, eerie or anything like that, uh, she would be the person I would want to have that conversation with. Um, the next one that I'm going to read is called Safe in the Alabaster Chambers. And this one starts with Safe in the Alabaster Chambers, untouched by morning and untouched by noon. Sleep the meek members of the resurrection, ratter of satin and roof of stone. Grand go the years, in the crescent above them, worlds scoop their arcs and, fir and firmaments, and firmaments, <laughs> row, diadems drop, and dodges surrender, soundless as dots on a disk of snow. Well, okay, let's see. Hmm. I have absolutely no idea about that one, guys. <laughs> um, besides that it was part of the resurrection. We know that Mary had the, uh, I believe it was Mary, that had the alabaster box that she used um, with the precious oils to uh, wash Jesus' feet um, <clears throat> in preparation for his death. And um, so the, we know that the alabaster box or alabaster is a, is a, uh, a very expensive um, item. So this poem has, and it definitely mentions the resurrection, um, sleep the meek members of the resurrection. So... No, no, I wish that, um, I wish that these poems, when you're done, uh, you know, like kind of like the bio up under it would give us a little bit of information, but again, poetry is subjective and, um, for each person to interpret, which is good because <laughs> if I had to interpret it, I probably would, um, not do quite a very good job on some of these. All right, let's do, it was not death for I stood up. It was not death for I stood up and all the dead lie down. It was not night for all the bells put out their tongues for noon. It was not frost for on my flesh it felt Sorocos crawl nor fire for just my marble feet could feel a chancel cool and yet it tasted like them all the figures i have seen set orderly for burial reminded me of mine as if my life were shaven and fitted into a frame 
and could not breathe without a key and twas like midnight some when everything that ticked had stopped and space stares all around of grisly frost first autumn morns repeal the beating ground but most like chaos stopless cool without a chance or spar or even a report of land to justify despair a lot of information going on here and it was not death where I stood up so I guess um, some of the things she's describing the frostbite the fire I mean all these things are things that could kill you um, but maybe <clears throat> obviously it didn't she stood up she survived all of those um, forces and uh, so interesting the next one is called a narrow fellow in the grass a narrow fellow in the grass occasionally rides you may have met him did you not his notice instant is the grass divides as with a comb a spotted shaft is seen and then it closes at your feet and opens further on he likes a boggy acre a floor too cool for corn but when a boy and barefoot I more than once at noon have passed I thought a whiplash unbraiding in the Sun when stopping to secure it it wrinkled and was gone several of nature's people I know and they know me I feel for them a transport of cordiality but never met this fellow attended or alone without a tighter breathing and zero at the bone well I I'm just gonna take this as a snake which probably I'm wrong <laughs> but I'm gonna say that she's talking about a snake going through the grass um, her breathing gets tighter every time she sees this thing um, maybe maybe it was a boy I a real life boy who I don't know um, but talking about the floor and the cool um, I'm just gonna assume that this was a snake I don't know you guys I, I just like to read her poetry <laughs> uh, so I think I'll do one more and then we'll end here uh, and this one is called let's see how many times these low feet staggered how many times these low feet staggered only the soul soul soldiered mouth can tell sorry try can you stir the awful rivet try can you lift the hasp of steel stroke the cool forehead hot so often lift if you care the listless hair handle the admonton fingers never a thimble more shall wear 
buzz the dull flies on the chamber window. Brave shines the sun through the freckled pane. Fearless, the cobweb swings from the ceiling. Indolent housewife in daisies lane. Oof. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. First I thought she was talking about a soldier out in war that had died on the battlefield. And, you know, we see the the, the dull flies that are on the window. Um, the sunlight is coming through. The freckled pane. Um, there's cobwebs on the ceiling. I don't know. Man, this is a good one. I, I really don't know what that means, but... At any rate, guys, um, that's it for our Thursday poetry reading. I do hope you enjoyed it. Um, hope you love poems. Um, tomorrow is Fantastic Friday. I will be back then with another artist to showcase. Until then, have a good night's sleep. Be kind to others and be kind to yourself because you deserve it. Uh, And I will talk to you on Friday. Take care. Bye.